You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Book of Job. Heard the story of the Book of Job in the Bible? Let me tell you about the Book of Job. Ask me what? Ask me, what's the Book of Job about? The Book of Job. Is it about, is this, is about a guy named Job. Sometimes I'm astounded by my brilliance. You know? you know, Job is a good guy. In fact, he's so super good. The Bible says so. God says in Job ch- chapter 1 verse 8, There is no one on earth as faithful and as good as he is. He worships me and is careful not to do anything evil. So he's super good. But right after describing how good he is, you know what happens to him? He goes through from one catastrophe to another catastrophe. He goes through, his whole livestock dies. His business goes bankrupt. Next, all his staff dies. And next, get this, his children die. Not one, not two, not three, all of them. Ten of them die. And when all these catastrophes have happened, he says, Job says in verse 21, Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will still praise Him. That's Job. Crazy. If you were in his shoes and you lost your job, you got fired, retrenched, downsized. And then your kids, all of them die. Can you still say what Job said? I will still praise him. Well, the good thing about the story is that that's chapter 1. My dear friends, there are 40 more plus chapters in the book of Job. And after Job says that, three friends of his come. They want to comfort him. They end up criticizing him. Does this sound familiar? Nah, it doesn't. People who want to comfort you, supposed to be your friends, end up making you feel even worse. Does this sound familiar? And ask me why. The three friends of Job They were not able to comfort Job even if they loved him and cared for him and were concerned about him because of bad theology. This is what they, they, I'll summarize what, what they told Job. They told Job, you're going through some bad stuff because you've done bad stuff. Bad things are happening to you because you've done bad acts and words and Job, God is punishing you. No wonder Job was not comforted. This happens all the time. Today, those three friends of Job, they've got modern counterparts today. You know when when a big disaster happens, earthquake, tsunami, volcano erupting, guess what? You're going to read in the newspaper. You know, this is God's punishment. How many of you were old enough when Mount Pinatubo erupted? I want to see a raise of hands. 
Okay, that's my batch over there. You're my age. You just divulge your age. You know when that happened, I remember I was reading newspaper articles telling about the volcano erupted and the lahar destroyed this and that because of the prostitutes in Angeles. I mean, I'm just scratching my head and saying, what? How many people died because of the volcano? You know? It's crazy how, how we... Can you just touch somebody beside you and say, do not judge. But the three friends of Job just looked at Job, looked at his suffering and said, aha, God is punishing you. Can I tell you a story? There was this religious woman, rides the train, sees a drunk, and, and she sits in front of him and she could smell from a few feet away. You know, the, the, he was reeking with alcohol. And she was just looked at him with disdain and said, Ah! Oh, oh. And then the guy, the drunk, who was reading in the newspaper, looked at her and he said, What causes liver damage? And the woman said, Aha! And she said, Alcohol. And, and, and you know, she said, Alcohol destroys the liver. And the guy said, Whoa! Okay, continues reading. And then after a few moments, asks, Excuse me, what causes forgetfulness? And the woman said, Alcohol. You know, alcohol destroys the brain cells. Ooh. He continues reading. And then he asks, How about body fatigue? And the guy wasn't even able even to finish his sentence. She said, Alcohol. You know. So, so she was feeling, you know, like, like this, there was this smile inside of her saying, Aha, I'm getting through him. And then she asked him, So you have all these symptoms? And the guy said, No, nothing. I'm just reading an article. It says here the Pope has weakness in his liver. And then the Pope also has uh, forgetfulness. And but do you, I think the Pope drinks too much. What do you think? Touch somebody again beside you and say, don't judge. You know, when you see bad things happening to some person, it doesn't mean that God is punishing that person. It doesn't mean. No. You see, the crazy thing about this is this. The reason why we make mistakes is we think we get one verse from the Bible. One verse. And we make it the entire truth. But this book, this Bible, is not a book. This Bible is a library of 73 books. 73. And one book can be highlighting one angle, one side of the truth. Another book in the Bible will emphasize another side of the truth. You cannot just pick one verse or even one book. Can I give you an example? Can I? There are eight wisdom books in the Old Testament. Psalms, Song of Songs, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, Wisdom, Sirach, Baruch. Let's take two of them. Proverbs and Job. My dear friends, Proverbs is a very clear, I love Proverbs, very clear black and white book. If you're going to summarize the 31 chapters of Proverbs, it would be like this. 
good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. That, that's like the, you know, that's the core message of the book of Proverbs. I'll give you a few examples. In Proverbs chapter, chapter uh, 3, it says, uh, verse 33, The curse of God is on the wicked, but His blessing is on the upright. Proverbs 28, verse 18, Be honest and you will be safe. If you are dishonest, you will suddenly fall. The, the, I'll give you another summary of the book of Proverbs. Obey God and get blessed. Disobey God and get cursed. The book of Job introduces in this black and white world of the book of Proverbs, the book of Job introduces a tinge of gray. It nuances the message and introduces four words. Ask me what? The book of Job introduces the four words most of the time. In the book of Proverbs, you know, you reap what you sow. You harvest what you plant. You do good things, good things happen to you. You do bad, bad things happen to you. That's what the book of Proverbs is. The three friends of Job are ardent believers of the book of Proverbs. The book of Job, the author of the book of Job, introduces the nuance most of the time. Good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people most of the time. Because there are some times when people like Job, so good, super good, faithful, upright, bad things happen to him. And that's, you know, the book of Proverbs says, life is just because God is just. The book of Job says, sometimes life is unfair. But God is still just. And right now, I want you to encourage that person beside you. That person may be going through some struggles. That person may be going through some financial challenges. That person beside you may be nursing a broken heart. Maybe that person beside you is going through some financial problems. Some, 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 I'm sorry, some family problems. Maybe that person beside you is going through some sickness. I do not know. But I want you to hold someone's hand beside you. Encourage that person. And tell that person, sometimes life is unfair. But God is still just. You know what God is saying? God is saying, look, you know, your situation is tough. It's rough. You're going through some struggles. Focus on my character. Do not focus on your condition. Focus on my character. Your condition says, is screaming at you, you know, where is God? Why, 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 why is this happening to me? But the character of God is saying to you, I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never abandon you. Whatever you're going through. I'll stay there beside you. We'll do this together. This is the character of God. And can, can I, before I continue the story of Job, can I, do, can I give you a little side note? Can I? A little side message? Because I've noticed, agree or disagree, if... We need to know how to comfort people. We can end up like the three friends of Job. There are th certain things that you should never say to people who are going through suffering. Never say these things. Can I give you what are the things that you, can, you should never say? Okay. When you meet a single person, 
someone who in her 30s or 40s. Let's promise, okay? Never to ask, why are you not yet married? What can be more worse than that? I mean, hello! I've got a, I've got a friend, single woman, you know, in her 30s, approaching 40s. She told me, Brother Bo, I will never join our family gatherings ever. I said, why? Because I have two aunties. Every time they see me, Tess, why are you still single? Do you, do you not understand? Your biological clock is ticking. You know, and, and, and she told me, don't I know that? Do they have to remind me? Sometimes that's all I hear, my biological clock. It's deafening. You know what? And she told me this. I want to give them a dose of their own medicine. And how about you, auntie? How does it feel to be old and menopausal? <laughs> Do you sometimes have Alzheimer's already? When will you die? 80? Naku, that's 13 years from now. Malapit na. You know, it, you might say, how insensitive, but that's what we do. And I, I really think this, that if you meet with a single person, you know, you don't have to ask that. That person is living a full life. And if that person doesn't bring up the topic, I mean, if she brings up the topic, that's fine, right? But you don't have to. Here's something else that you shouldn't do. When you go to a wake, somebody died in the family, you don't visit the bereaved family and, and you, you don't say, you don't say, um, don't be sad, she is in heaven already. You know what in the Bible? When Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Can you believe that? You, you have the right to be sad when a family member passes away. My wife suffered three miscarriages. And she told me each one is so painful. And she told me, you know, sometimes, Bo, people don't know how to comfort. They say the most inane things, the most painful things. <laughs> you know, people came up to her, you know, they, they found out she lost her baby. They go to her and say, Uy, you lost your baby? Try again. You know, and, and she says, Wait a minute, let me grieve. You know, sometimes they even something, say something worse. Oh, nakunan. Naku, baka merong... You have to be slowed down. Baka mali yung post-position yun ni Brother Bo sa kama. Ha? Mali. I mean, they, they don't... There are just some things... You know what? This is something that you should learn. If you do not know what to say, many times we don't know what to say to a suffering person. Yes or no? Okay, this is what... Do you know, do you know what to say? I'll tell you what to say. Ready? Ask. What should I say? If you do not know what to say, this is what you say. I do not know what to say. Just say that. Somebody's grieving, somebody lost somebody, you know, somebody experienced. Just say, I do not know what to say, but I'm here for you. You know, whenever you want to talk, I listen. I'm praying for you. That's it. Because warmth is better than words. And silence is better 
than sermons. Let me end with the story of Job. This is a beautiful, beautiful... You know, for at, at the start, I read you a verse, right? In chapter 1, the Job says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is found in chapter 1. Everybody say chapter 1. But then the three friends came, the trials continued, and Job began to change his tune. He went through an emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. Sometimes he will be angry at God. Job chapter 9, verse 22 and 23. Job says, I'm sick of living. Nothing matters. Innocent or guilty, God will destroy us. Verse 23, when an innocent person suddenly dies, God laughs. He was already angry at God. But what I love about the book of Job is that God allows him to be angry. He did not hit him with a bolt of lightning. Ask me why. Because God can handle your anger. The other thing, the other thing, God knows maturity does not pass through a straight highway. Maturity passes through zigzags. A lot of twists and a lot of turns. A lot of ups and a lot of downs. He allows you to go through your anger. and He allows you to go through your depression. He allows you to go through your fears. It's okay. And then after 30 plus chapters of the book of Job, with Job going up and down, up and down, and twist and turning, it ends, the book of Job ends with four chapters where God appears to Job and talks to Job. And you know what? It's exciting when finally God appears and starts speaking to Job. But it's also disappointing. Ask me, why? Complete sentence. Why is it so disappointing? In those four chapters, not once did God answer Job's question, why am I suffering? None. Instead of an explanation, God gives an invitation. I'll summarize the four chapters, the last four chapters of Job, where God speaks to Job. I'll give you a sample. Job chapter 38, verse 4 onwards. Job, were you there when I made the world? If, I, if you knew so much, tell me about it. Who decided how large it would be? Who closed the gates to hold back the sea when it burst from the womb of the earth? Job, have you ever in all your life commanded a day to dawn? In other words, in four chapters, God was asking Job, Job, who's bigger between you and me? I'm bigger. I'm bigger than you. Trust me. Stand up, my friends. Stand on your feet. As tall as you can. I don't care how tall you are. I'm going to ask you this question. Who's bigger? You or God? Who's taller? You or God? Who's stronger? You or God? God is saying, I'm bigger. Can you trust me? You're going, through some, you're going through some difficulty. You're going through some struggle. You're going through some pain. Can you trust me? In this partnership, I'm bigger. Which reminds me of this story that I've shared with you before, I think. 
One, one time I was, I was at home and I had this massive cabinet that I wanted to bring out. It was on the second floor. It was so heavy, solid wood, like big. And I called up a friend of mine, Jodine Sola, founder of our Street Kids Ministry. Uh, strongest man I know, one, one of the strongest men I know. I call him Hulk. I called him, I said, Jodine, can you help me? He came. And I said, there's this, on the second floor, there's this big massive thing. And I said, okay, this is what we do, Jodine. This is my plan. You, you be here in this side, I be there in the right side, and then, and then we lift it together. And he said, sure. Okay, ready? One, two, three. He was able to lift his side, obviously. Me, I was, I produced a lot of noise. I could not even lift it one inch. Jodine was laughing and he said, we did it your way, let's do it my way. He went in front, in the middle of the big cabinet, his back facing the cabinet, and then he knelt down. He inserted his fingers beneath it. And then he said, push the cabinet towards my back. So I pushed it with one finger. He lifted it up. Ginawanyang bak bak. Basically, you know. And then he, we went down the stairs. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was carrying 99% of the weight, and I was carrying 1%. I share you that story because you have a huge weight in your life a struggle, a storm, a burden. And God is telling you, I'm bigger than you are. Let's do it my way. I will carry 99% of the burden. Because 99% of the situation you cannot control anyway. So give that to me. You focus on the 1% that you can control. You focus on the 1%. You give the best 1%. I'll take care of 99. I'm bigger. Trust me. And right now, your wallet may still be empty. And your debts are still there. And your job promotion has not yet arrived. Trust Him. And say, I will still praise Him. Lift up your hands, everybody. and Say this after me. Father in heaven, I surrender. Every problem, every storm, every burden, no matter what happens, I will still praise you. You're bigger than me. I'm going to trust you. Let's do it your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.